Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Back with another quarantine edition of the best podcast in the world, man. We are only 14 Through the Wire episodes away from the season being back. That's the way we're looking at it. It ain't seven weeks no more. It's 14 Through the Wire episodes. Y'all ready for that? Yeah. I was literally about to just tell y'all, we only got a few more episodes left before we have to, we actually get back to some basketball. <clears throat> it's going to be weird, though, with, with the new format that they're going to do and how they're going to do the games. They still haven't really got the official schedule out, mm-hmm. but we can kind of see that the the teams that are not going to be in the format obviously get eliminated, so they're going to have to replace them. A lot of these teams that have to win games to make the playoffs or even have a chance, they're gonna, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough you know? as hell. Yeah, yeah, I'm real excited, man. I'm, I, you know, it's gonna be funny watching them play that first game because it's gonna be a lot of bad basketball. Like it's because they ain't playing in a while; they all rusty. I feel like it's gonna be very funny to watch, and you're gonna see teams like I love that they're giving them these eight games, some of them at least to play into the playoffs and to get that rust off because it's gonna definitely be needed. Yeah, these eight I'm just games. Are... To get basketball back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's gonna be no rush. Stay professionals for a reason, but you know we had we we're having this episode. We planned this episode because we haven't seen basketball in that long. Like we was literally in an Xbox party last night discussing the episode. And was like you know we could just dive into twenty two teams because we haven't seen this shit in a while. Just like the last episode, we was making adding the one legend or former mm-hmm. player to those teams. We couldn't even remember certain star lineups. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the last time that's happened because we was always able to watch and know, oh shit, last night they ran this, 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 this. So it's just it's just good to get back into that into that bag. Um, a lot of a lot is going on <laughs> in the world, so you know that's something that people can use to take their mind off, and it's going to be unique. That's what I'm looking for too. It's going to be something that we've never seen ever mm-hmm. in any as far as the, format, the situation. Um, We'll get into it, but two K sounds. Being That's what I was gonna say. That that threw me off. Like oh, this is new. That's, so that threw me off. Part of that, and to, to experience all of this with the new players and all the situation going on, it's gonna be a lot bigger than just like the games coming back. It's it's gonna come back with some shit. And then after that, we got the draft combine and the draft and all of that, and that's what get me excited. And then the more this happens, the more next season will develop. We'll know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're eyeing this turn. We're going to play only sixty-two games. We'll know all the rest of the shit, um, and, and and we'll be back in full full motion, full throttle. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna read y'all all the new details that've been released since our last episode, and if it's something y'all want me to pause so we can talk about, let me know. All right. So the first one, we got a. Pl- uh, they plan to play two to three exhibition games, games that do not matter. It's not those eight that we talked about, but two to three before that to kind of get back in the field of things. Uh, 1,600 max capacity of people on camp. So that's talking about the players, the coaches, all the staff, and then eventually um, incorporating like families and stuff. Yeah. Uh, COVID-19 testing every single day, minimum seven days of quarantine for a player who tests positives. Now, this could be interesting because what if somebody tests positive in the midst of a playoff series and now they got to wait seven days and mm-hmm. it's and somebody I mean, super yeah, if it's a LeBron James or a Giannis Antetokounmpo, then you can almost count that team almost out the playoffs immediately. Exactly. Here's the question. Here's the question. Mm-hmm. If LeBron James... Tested. Would they, show, 
if he didn't show no symptoms or nothing like that. But what? I think they have. I think to. they would. Yeah, they I, they would to. because he'd be a risk for the other players, and not yeah, just the would. players. Like uh, yeah, everybody. The whole I mean, organization. Yeah. If if something like that happened and we wasn't told, they kept this shit under the rug. Biggest scandal. In a long time. No, yeah, that's why Asher will be put next to the shit extremely if something like that would happen. Mm-hmm. You a three old lead, the Bucks about to sweep, and I don't want to say anything. Any team about to sweep their first player or first team they facing, then they best player get it, and now they come back three zero right. in the fucking eighth seed. Devin Booker just averaging fifty, and now they just out. That would, bro, that would that would just be some crazy ass shit, bro. Uh, players and families must stay inside the bubble. Players can enter after the first round. So somebody saw it or somebody made a tweet. It was either Sham or Wolves. It was like, if you're expecting to go to Disney World walking around and see LeBron James, you're mistaken because they cannot leave this bubble. You know, the bubble is at Disney World, but it's not next to the rides. It's just like a part of the entire facility. So you will not see Robin Lopez and all of them walking around the park. If a player contracts the virus, the NBA says they plan on continuing to play. So that was a big question. Like, if somebody gets it, is it automatically over? Do they pause it? But they're like, no, that guy's going to go into quarantine and we continue things uh, like we planned. The NBA PA told players 20, the 2020-2021 season is likely to start December 1st. Uh, so that's... That's cool. That's already something we know. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a lockout season kind of. Uh, the last lockout season started on Christmas, so actually it's a little bit before that. Um, and it's unlikely that they'll negotiate that date. So that's pretty much set in stone. Yeah. December first, expect 2020 20, uh, season to start. The NBA PA will conduct coronavirus testing every single night, likely with mouth, mouth swabs or light nasal swabs. Oh, nasal swabs is yeah, nasal said, swabs. Not the full embrace of, uh, invasive nasal swab. So the one okay. that made Spencer Dinwiddie he cried, not those. But just the light one. Um, minimum seven days quarantine for the players that test positive and something that P already talked about. There could be crowd noise via NBA 2K video game sounds. But the NBA and NBA PA is, are still discussing creative opportunities. Now, personally, whenever a new 2K comes out, I immediately turn off all sound. That, that's just I just hate the sound of 2K whether it be the soundtrack I thought you turn off the music I turn off everything Michael nah I, the the actual game sound does bring some intensity sometimes I think it so yeah. it, it, it could play a part into it just how how real it would be seeing an actual game and then it just be 2K sound I don't know if that'll like sit right like it'd have to be incorporated right to I don't seem know real. shit cause I don't know shit so until mm-hmm. I see it I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not mad at it you have to get creative they're just doing what they can do it's my like, guess is all the sounds on 2K is just mimicking what they do. Yeah, like, right. I, yeah. I wanted to see more of like the mic'd up players and see what they saying on court and, and the call outs cool. and stuff like that. I think that would be dope. We're having the noise. Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, we've never had a player mic'd up the entire game. That's just not gonna happen because he's gonna be like, "Bitch, pass me the this ball." This shit heavy. Yeah, this is <laughs> extra so, I mean, pound we're, of. We're never gonna see that the idea of a player just being mic'd up and we get all of his. No, no. Yeah, what I'm guessing is it's going to be like a soundboard and somebody, yeah, a shot get hit, boom, he hit that button, so the crowd goes wild and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like I'll that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. And that's also to try to cover up the players because, you know, they be cussing, they be talking to mm-hmm. trash, and they don't really want that on national TV, to be honest. Uh, players are expected to return to full paychecks this summer after taking a 25% pay reduction. 
which is kind of crazy, 25% pay. But again, they're they're multi-millionaires. So of course, money is being lost, but it's not like they got starving kids or anything. Uh, family limits for NBA players in Orlando three, with some exceptions. They don't they haven't released what those exceptions are, but you can bring up to three people. Yeah, Bryce got four of them. <laughs> it's like Bryce got to sit at the crib. I'm so. <laughs> Uh, there is a proposed 35-person travel party limit. So you got to cut out some of those extra trainers or extra uh, medical people because only 35 players can travel with you or people can travel with you. There is an expected three-hour practice window for teams, two courts, weight rooms, and a convention center. And that's all we really know at this point. So those are all the things that have already it. been released. I love it. Uh, I love the idea of the bubble. Um, Cause you, you, you have to, you have to condense it. You know what I mean? So that cuts out the, the, the risk of people going to get the coronavirus. Um, I'm not saying it still can be transmitted, or, but if you have everybody entering and nobody has it, which we don't know, cause we still have to see that. And you put them in a bubble, then it's likely that nobody should be around catching it, which is you know good. Cause if they was in Vegas and motherfuckers was roaming around and going to gamble <laughs> in the strip club, then hell no. Nah. Then yeah, motherfucker, half the team come back and got coronavirus, and now you can't even go out there and play. Motherfuckers gonna have to start lineup. So now, um, what's, what's really interesting to me is these games after the exhibition games, like the eight playoff games for seeding. That's super interesting to me because I read an article of somebody running this like simulation of like what could happen, right? And Teams like the Washington Wizards and the Phoenix Suns, those two teams, the chances of them making the playoffs with these eight games ramping up are close to zero. So they're just there. They're just there. But what would you have to do in eight games? Just win them all? Basic. So what is basically just like, um, just think about the end of the season, right? They're one of the teams. So you in this Phoenix Suns eight games, they have to go crazy. They need the Memphis Grizzlies to fall. They need the Portland Trailblazers to fall. Mm -hmm. They need all of these teams to fall you know, beneath them for them to get to that eighth spot. And just like, they're so far behind that if the Memphis Grizzlies wins four out of their A games, no matter what, there's nothing the Suns can do to right. even match I'll, their their uh, their record. You're right. And you're talking about all that has to happen. And they like, for their first couple of games, they have to come out and win. Because, you know, mm -hmm. them starting off 0-3, 3 not going to have no chance. Yeah, they're not going to have no chance. So this is a team that has to use those exp expedition games to really get into like a focus if they want to try to make the playoffs. It's so much that that we don't know even with the the uh the eight games because there's a possibility that they try to mimic the rest of the strength of your schedule for example mm -hmm. like the pelicans had like the easiest schedule left in the nba before the coronavirus came and hit in so once we get back to those eight games do so they be like well we we owe y'all some of these easy games because that's what your schedule oh, was looking like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so, there's so there's so much can really happen or are we talking random draw and they mess up mess around and get the lakers twice and they get the bucks mm -hmm. twice in the eight games and then boom you know, so there's so much that still hasn't been officially announced that can really change things. But it's I, just, yeah. I think that's why they, I think that's why they added those teams, um, though, so that the Lakers and Clippers wouldn't have to be playing each like so playoff teams wouldn't have to play each other so much in those eight games because that's mm -hmm. yeah playing over and over when they're about to have to see each other in the playoffs. So this gives a chance to what they added twenty two teams, sixteen. Yeah, so six extra teams are out there now that won't make it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but you're here for those eight games, so we don't mm -hmm. have that. Because, yeah, a lot of these teams are going to play each other in the playoffs. So it's no sense for Denver and Houston to just be beating up on each other, then they go see each other in the playoffs. So, yeah, hell, let's give you the 
that's give you the fucking wizards to beat up on. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that it was definitely had to be an incentive for the the top teams. I seen a lot of them just trying to get, you know, some of the incentives that they could have missed and um missed during the regular season. I seen they were trying to do something like based on how many wins you get, it, you can be awarded like possessions at the start of a quarter. So the second quarter, it's not like based on the tip ball, it's how many wins you have, something like that. So just experiment in all types of innovative ways on how you can kind of reward these players on how they ba- on how well they did. Interesting. How did y'all feel about Portland voting no to the new format? I understand it because uh, they, from my reading, they were like, it's not that we don't like what you got. We just think that there's better ways to facilitate things, you know? Um, they kind of said they like wanted less competition in a way. Right. They were like, they basically asking why the fuck are the Suns there? That's just one extra team we got to worry about when they, they shouldn't even be in the running. They they basically wanted the 20 teams yeah. instead of the 22, which again, it makes sense. Uh, shout out to them for being the only person like, you know what? I don't really like it like that because everybody else is like, we just need basketball. We don't give a damn <laughs> of how we get it. And I respect that. Uh, there is a world. And this is something that was also in that article. Where with no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, uh, the Nets fall, right? It's it's a sl- yeah. it's a low percentage because the Washington Wizards are so far behind. They're six games behind, basically. So you know a lot of things will have to fall. But there's a world where the Brooklyn Nets hit the lottery, right? The Brooklyn Nets hit the lottery, and then a small percentage say that they jump up, you know, <laughs> and now they got that that good pick. KD coming back, Kyrie coming back, Bradley Beal out there. So I think I think some of these teams got to really think about, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie and Kevin Durant, how much mm, damage no. are y'all doing in the playoffs? Nothing yeah, at all. Can you convince those players to, like, not go out and, like, try to compete for that if playoff spot? If they don't make the playoffs, they're, they're, they're in that bubble where they were close enough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That they're probably not going to jump up. They'll probably have a maybe like a one percent chance at the first overall pick. So they'll have yeah. They'll probably get like the twelve third, depending on how far they out they make it. So it's like at that point you might as well because a fourteenth overall pick. I mean, it's not that's not the same value as the fourth. So, no, exactly, exactly. It is a it is a very. Speaking on the Nets, I'm so tired of hearing that KD and not playing like he said that when the season was going so yeah. why the fuck are we steady asking the same people are they playing john wall is not playing yeah i don't want to see a report later today or tomorrow like john wall is just not i know i know <laughs> i know there's no need to keep asking kevin durant is he playing bro no he he's made that statement what happened last time was that he tried to play when he should have just set his ass down he got hurt so why the hell he do it again it's yeah. always a report like every three weeks oh if you're expecting kevin durant to come he said he's not. Yeah, motherfucker, I know. I'm so t- sick of seeing the shit. Now, again, Kyrie, like, yeah, Kyrie just might as well just sit his ass down because I don't know. Yeah. He I just feel like being on Kyrie's name would just be negative. Like, oh, they didn't make it and they had Kyrie. Uh, so he might as well just chill, bro. Well, he went through with that surgery. He said he just wanted to travel with the team. He wanted to be there to support them, which is cool. Um, yeah. But they have to, they'd have to evaluate um, risk in that, too, yeah. you know. Uh, but as we mentioned earlier, today's episode is basically going through all 22 teams that is invited to Orlando and kind of just talking about them, con- pros, cons, things that um just on our mind about them. I'll start off mm-hmm. with the Milwaukee Bucks since they are the best team in basketball record-wise. Um, I'm just very curious when we get to the playoffs. Ba- basically, like last year, I remember in the conference finals, you know, first two games they win, 
And then the Raptors are like, okay, I think we kind of got the solution for Giannis. And they were like, we're going to let everybody else beat us. And nobody else stepped up except for Brooke Lopez. Uh, mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, Eric Bledsoe was shooting like 20% from the field for the whole series. Chris Middleton was just there for a lot of the series. So my question is, if they go against the the Rockets again and they go against some of these other teams like that, that can really not stop Giannis, because not many teams are stopping Giannis, mm-hmm. but slow him down, do we trust the rest of that roster? I think so. I think a big reason why they slowed him down was Kawhi. Kawhi was on him. They switched that after two games. And I don't think another team out there has a Kawhi Leonard that can actually slow him down at the rate of which Kawhi Leonard did. And I think Chris Middleton has had a great season this year. I think maybe this could be the playoffs where he actually come out on the show. This is me. And with Bledsoe, they still got George Hill. George Hill has always been reliable. If they need another PG to come in there and be reliable, he's always been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They miss Malcolm yeah. Brogdon. I think that's the playoff. Playoff Malcolm Brogdon was real nice. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think it was a little bit more than Kawhi. I think the Toronto Raptors did a very good job of just finding the answers. They had they always had a wall with Serge, uh, Pascal, and Mark. Pascal, you got Kawhi there. So I think they just did a good job as a team defensively, and I think that can be mimic and duplicated, especially when you look at a team like Philadelphia. I think Miami them. too. Uh, Miami, who can have walls of four fruit, Joel, why you have Ben Simmons on the ball. Um, but they, I think they have more experience. They, mm-hmm. they dealt with that last year, and that's always good to have. Um, and I think, yeah, George Hill is nice. He's cool. I don't look at George Hill as he's going to save the day if this mm-hmm. happens. I, I, I can't rely on him for that. But they do have the more experience. Um, I, I'm a big Dante DiVincenzo guy. I think guys like that who were younger but now have a second year, another dynamic, so where it ain't just like, oh, shit, Giannis, here, Chris Middleton. Like, no, it'll be a couple couple more people that you can rely on yeah. to make it soften the blow. But if they did run into that problem, I think they could be fucked again because that's just who they are. They, mm-hmm. They're going to give up threes, and if you're knocking them down, they're going to have a good chance. And if you're able to stop Giannis, that's a big thing for them. That's yeah. just a Thing. Because even if Dante DiVincenzo and Chris Middleton can save the day a couple of times, you're in the seven game series where you would have to re- really rely on that if Giannis was struggling that bad. Because that is that's mm-hmm. also a rarity too for Giannis to sit up there and struggle for seven, a seven game series. Um, but you know they're they're a very good multi layer team. They would just have to close out those games. Mm-hmm. Which is also another tough thing because as good as Giannis is, nobody's looking at him as a closer. Right. So. Yeah, that's why I think Derek was talking about. I think Chris Middleton has to step up. I agree with, like, everything P had to say about the situation. Um, I, I was a big criticizer of what Giannis did in the playoffs last season. Like KB said, it was literally Brooke Lopez had to try to take over because nobody wanted else. You called him a role player. I'm not going to forget that. He did. When Brooke Lopez got to step up and be the child to be the number one guy, you playing like a role player. did he still average, like, 20, 27 points per game in that series? Then what happened in the series? Got a mic saying, he oh, he's going to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, I think I think Giannis has spent this year kind of just adding to his game quietly while they've been doing so well. I think that his playmaker has got better, his confidence shooting the ball has gotten better. And I think those are just the type of things he lacked last season. And like Pete said, their their experience has grown uh on their roster and they have added just players that just filled the mold. I think Wesley Matthews was a great option as like a three and D player. I think um my um, like Derek said, George Hill is a quality player to come off that bench if Eric Bledsoe was not having the best game. They had they they definitely built more than last year. 
and built on it. Marvin Williams. Kyle oh, I forgot they had Marvin Williams. Y'all that trust Marvin Williams in the playoff series? He cool. Ursa Another Kid stretch. Always has a, a playoff game or two in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that should add Miritich. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Lakers. Miritich of all of them. Lakers. I was looking back because you know I wanted to refresh my memory. I was going to happen. We had a we had a good ass weekend. We had beat the the Clippers or we had beat the Bucks, and then on Friday, then on Sunday we went on to beat the Clippers. And those are the teams we haven't you know beat during the regular season. So that was some good news for us. Uh, only things we only thing we really still lack: wing defender, ball handler, and a, a score. But. Only that sounds like a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the things we we're looking for. That was the things we could have improved on. We needed man, another man. defender. We Everything. looked at ball handle. We got Dion Waiters, and then we needed a third score. Those are things that I think we just failed to prove, but we failed to prove during the regular season. Every team has a whole little flaw. Laker fans, they don't want anything. They want every single thing. They have LeBron James. We need the ball handle. You know, they have Anthony Davis. We need some scoring. Like, they want every fucking thing. It's not going to hear you say that. Um, I'm not saying I'm mad at this team. still one of the best teams in the league. I'm just saying, I'm saying the areas of concern. Another thing is, we haven't been shooting the three ball. You say that about Milwaukee. Your fandom is showing that. Milwaukee got needs too, but you didn't address that. I did say they didn't. They do have needs. The same shit they had problems last year. To be honest, well, those Lakers needs, those Laker needs, I'm I'm cool with as long as I got LeBron and Anthony Davis. All right. I'm just saying those are the things that we look like we needed during the regular season. But I mean the only thing that other area of concern is we were not shooting a three ball well at all. We're actually 29th in the league and three point percentage, which hmm. is kind of crazy. God ass all yeah, I wouldn't I actually wouldn't even expect that with Avery Bradley, Danny Green. I mean, we we just like, play so well, like in the in-between game. If we're struggling from the outside, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis is going in. They're going in. It's not Danny Green going to keep shooting and all them. No, nah, that's not going to happen with the Lakers. I'm just happy to – I'm going to be super happy just to see LeBron on the court again, man. Yeah. Live in, LeBron highlights been popping up on the timeline when, like, the NBA's back and it's LeBron dunking and that one dunk that he mimicked Kobe. Like, come on, man. I need I need more of that. I need more of that. So I don't even really got nothing to say about it. I was really hoping that Mike took over the Lakers talk. And he, he, did, he did his thing. I got shit to say about man. Now we got the Toronto yeah, Raptors. Right. I'm just going best records. So Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors next. Toronto, man. Toronto. Um, sneaky good. I, I think they could be sneaky good. Um, I'm interested to see how they are health-wise. You know what I mean? Because they this entire season they've had guys, a guy or two missing. Um, but yeah, they, they should be good. They they should be solid. Um, I don't know what to expect though. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how mm. good I how good to think that they are. Uh, yeah. I think that's also that's why it's also important to know who they're playing and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think they could be sneaky good. I think this team has everything that they had last year except Kawhi really in the past. Yeah, getting yeah. the strides to be an All Star. Mm-hmm. to kind of feel that void for them but they always make things work so I, I have to keep them in a picture I have to consider them um, and just keep them in the realm because they make it happen you know what I mean we saw Norman Powell go down they put Fred Van Fleet at the two OG is steady growing and improving Lowry is still the leader um, you know what I mean and then Marcus was missing time but the playoffs he could so those older guys like that, that that play a specific role they can struggle all season <clears throat> But then in a playoff, all they need is, is a game or two or a series two to change it. And Marcus Gasol is the type of player where 
he's older, he's been through a lot. He's not going to be like that productive through an 82 game series, but you have him because he can change a series for you against a team like Milwaukee or so. Mm-hmm. And then they still have Serge Ibaka. Chris Boucher gives you a game or two. Like they have so much. Yeah. So I'm yeah, they- interested to see who they, who they match up with and how it goes because they're sneaky good to me. They're one of those teams that I think a lot of teams could struggle with if they, they don't get up to play. Um, they got a lot of veterans that just kind of been through those type of playoff experiences. And they like you said, they're just going to get up and get ready to play when it's time. Yeah, I think this is a team that's definitely improved a lot. And I think mm-hmm. the big part with me was Pascal Siakam. He's really taking that huge step. I don't think he's a guy where you could throw Joel Embiid on him now and it's going to significantly hinder his production i think that he's definitely grown that much as a player and i think cal Lowry definitely has had a hell of a season this year and i think he last season he kind of showed us that i can be a good playoff player like I, i'm that guy and i think he's he's gonna come out and he can really show us something this year yes yeah, for me to depth of that team is gonna be the biggest plus for them yeah it's hard for me to look at this roster and i think that like not just the roster but the it's the most well-rounded team in the nba from the players, from the leadership and Kyle Lahr, from the coaching and Nick Nurse, from the scheme, from the culture, you know, like it's just like such a well-rounded team. But of course, the one thing they're missing is that star player. Like there's many a times in the playoffs where they're like, shit, what do we do? We get a ball of Kawhi, let him do his thing. Yeah. They don't really have that's, that right now. Right. That's going to be. to be Pascal. Yeah, yeah so that's going to be Pascal. That's going to be Pascal's transition in this playoffs because he did a pretty damn good job during the regular season. Mm-hmm. He started off super hot too so yeah it's a difference though when it's like the big moment though you know you're not the number two anymore on a big on a big playoff team you're the number one that's what helps Kyle Lowry that's Mm -hmm. why Kyle Lowry was always looked at as a bad playoff player is because the Rosen had moments because the the Rosen was was limited with the Raptors so when the Rosen wasn't scoring he wasn't doing shit so then that put everything on Kyle Lowry to do Kyle Lowry is as good as your best player because if your best player can still affect the game without being without scoring and just having input, you don't put too much on Lowry plate. Lowry isn't a guy that's gonna carry the fucking offense. You know what I mean? Like that's just not his game. So you have to Kawhi was so consistent that it, it didn't put too much on Kyle Lowry's plate. You know what I mean? Because Kyle Lowry isn't gonna come in and just Go bucket for bucket with Steph. Kyle Lowry is going to give you some energy. He's going to hey, die. In, the, in the play, in the finals though, he was taking off though, game especially seven. in the later games. Game, game six, six. Game game six, six get a hell of a game. Yeah. He, was, he was taking off. Kyle Lowry taking off isn't him going bucket for bucket with Steph Curry. That's just not what you're going to ask him to do. He, uh-huh. He's going to have his moments where he's knocking down shots for sure. But I'm not ever trying to be in a situation where I need Kyle Lowry to give me more. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're saying they're lacking because we don't know. We don't. We don't know if Pascal can – he's not fulfilling the shoes of Kawhi, but if he can semi-do that and be their guy down the stretch. To be honest, and if they could do it as committee, they got a lot of scoring there. There's yeah. a lot of people that can get buckets. Pascal, you know what I mean? OG can add here and there. They, only got really, they really only got one player with 40 potential. You know what I'm saying? And, we're like, the Bucks got two, the Lakers have two, the Clippers have, like, three players mm-hmm. that, like – Sometimes could probably draw forty for you. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just so such a well-rounded team that they only really have Pascal Siakam with that potential. But you get twenty from Freddie, then you get twenty from Cal, and that's your forty right there. And then guys who can give you forty are the same guys where shit. We just need a bucket. Just get us one. Those are the guys that can get you forty. That is just like just get on the ball, 
Everybody want to fuck out of their way, and that's what they had Kawhi for. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. going to do that with Kyle Lowry, Mike? Are you giving him the ball and just saying? Probably not. But <laughs> shit. I mean, who else? Need a hot hand that night, yeah. Hey, who? If they need a three, he might be the best option. Him or Freddie? You talking about it? Um, if, they a, three, if they need a three, I think they go on play. I think that was at the board. I don't think they're just ISO mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, you remember uh, Jeff? We have him in the Xbox party, and him and uh, Kill Cam. Yeah. Kill Cam. They're they're big Celtics fans, and that was their thing against it. Because I I was talking to him about the Raptors and the Celtics. He said, uh, "End game situation. Who you taking? Jason Tatum and Raptors." And I I really think about that because obviously it's Jason Tatum, but just for the Raptors down the stretch in these playoffs, who are they really gonna get the ball to when they really need a bucket? Mm-hmm. Is Pascal gonna be Pascal gonna be able to be able to deliver? I mean, they play gonna be weird. This is gonna be so the first nice. time we get. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we get Raptors basketball without Jurassic Park. True, true. Less, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, but you never Every know. Every team got to go through it. A month down Every the line, things it. may, things are starting to open up more and more. Every single day. So maybe they're going to get some Jurassic Park. Obviously, they're not going to feel it outside of the arena, but you may still get the fans coming together to watch it all together, you know? Because mm-hmm. you got to think about it. We got two months until it starts, and yeah. then we also got like two months of actual basketball. So we like four months away from the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You know don't, I, would not, I would not have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Jurassic Park has not been on my mind once. <laughs> once. I don't give a. I don't. I couldn't care less. And I don't know Raptor fans that I follow. They ain't said shit about it. So I, I think the Raptors for some reason like the first thing that comes to my mind is Jurassic Park because that's like an element that I've always wanted to be a part of. Really? Yeah. yeah. First, like home court advantage or anything like that. I think like Denver because they got the altitude. Mm. Yeah. True. Uh, next team is the Clips. And we'll get to Denver. Yeah, we'll the Clippers. It's really not much to say about the Clippers. It's just they, their big players oh, haven't played. Rank for the Lakers, and there's nothing to say about the Clippers. <laughs> it's good, bro. It's just the only thing is they, they, their lack of play, the lack of play together with their big stars. Yeah, and that's, that's really. And I think a lot of times it's even just or, like overshadowed just because I, Kawhi has been a, a monster this season. Like anytime they've been in trouble, you can get a ball to Kawhi, and his ass is probably gonna get you a win. And I think, you know, that's been their, like, really only downfall. They've been a hell of a good team this season. Yeah, I'm ready to see them together. I think Paul George is – this might be his chance to really show, like, because throughout the season he kind of struggled because he was hurt on and off, on and off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why they really never got the chance to play. And then Kawhi was low managing. So, I think those eight games and everything, I feel like that's enough time for them to really get it going because unless one of them gets hurt, then it's – I'm trying One to see how many games the they played together this season. Because when you look at that team, they're that deep. Where the the trio or the three that played the least amount of games together was uh, Lou Will, Montrez, and PG. Hmm. I think that was like they only played a handful of games or something like that. But just... 40, that's that's a mm-hmm. big part of, of that's a, that's a lot more games because they played what sixty four. So he played forty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about PG like he played thirteen games. No. Like, games no no I, i'm not talking about pg like he just no, got to get back to I, him I, I didn't say i didn't say mike i said we we have talked about we all whenever the clippers mm-hmm. come, we talk about them not playing but the, for us to talk about that every time they mm-hmm. played a lot more games than i think people notice and then when they are yeah. playing together they're they're godly 
seven and one with the lineup for Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and Zubac. Uh, Thirteen and four with Pat Bev, Paul George, Mo Harkless before the trade, Kawhi and Zubac. So when they are playing together, it's like it's it's looking nice, you know. Which is mm-hmm. their point. They're like, shit. We know. We know what we got. We know it's Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah, like who? And that's the thing for me. I think that the, I, I think the Clippers are deep as hell, man. I think the Clippers. Yeah. Are deep as hell. yeah. I think like I'm looking at the roster front to back. I mean, Zubac is a is a is a nice. And it's like guy. the shit be going on to notice that they added Reggie Jackson, uh, and like they just got Reggie Jackson cooling on the bench. Yeah. He ain't nothing. Jermichael Green comes in at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Shamit. They went out and got my boy Mook. Uh, yeah, Reggie Jackson, and we're not even talking about the Kawhi, Paul George, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Pat Bev, uh, Lou Wheeler. So I, I think they deep as hell. Um, yeah. I think they're ready for whatever. When you have that much depth, you're ready for anything. They, they, they kind of got some size to match up with the Lakers now because I remember that was a big thing. Oh, they don't have size. Um, they got some experience. You know what I mean? They have great leadership. Mm. And then again, they have multiple guys. We talked about teams that didn't have yeah. a guy going down. They have multiple guys. I don't care what nobody say. Paul George is one of them dudes. Kawhi is one of them dudes. And hell, on a night where just randomly, night of all nights, Kawhi and Paul George can't do shit offensively. Lou Will is, is just there. So He got, he got 40 potential, man. <laughs> Montrez, Montrez, the carry put up a lot of points too. They're the scariest team in the playoffs to me. Yeah, because because when they're when they're like healthy, I can't see many teams matching that that productivity. Honestly, this is a team that like they kind of beat them. If they do lose, it's kind of like they beat themselves. You know, I don't see a team just going out there and just dominating them like that. It has to be Kawhi Leonard was struggling or Paul George was struggling. There, something has to be taken away from them. Just like more than just the other team. You know, this could play good all see. eight games, all eight regular season games. I, yeah. It depends. It honestly depends how he's feeling. You know, I think. I think if they win six straight, sit out too. Who cares? We just fucking dominate with six straight games. Mm-hmm. But he maybe he'll feel. Maybe he'll say, "Man, I need all eight. Yeah, that's I, I say. I, it, do they dominate? Mm-hmm. They could have two first round. They could have two playoff series, and they just don't. They don't lose a game. They go eight and zero, sweep both teams. Cause, yeah, because right now they're a game and a half above the Denver Nuggets. So if they go into that eight-game thing and Kawhi's sitting out half of them and they start to lose and they lose that number two seed and they drop to number three, this means that they wouldn't have home court advantage in the second round when that 2-3 matchup goes down or something like that. But with, with not having basketball for two months, I'm sure he's been, you know, keeping mm-hmm. healthy and stuff. So yeah, he wants to be say, like, let's just play. It's playoff time. Yeah, and get some of the little rust off he got. And then, I mean, if his knee starts getting a little sore because it's just like back to it or it's just, you know, immediate pressure back onto it after being out for so long, then maybe he does sit out a game or two. But I think if he's good, then let him ride. Get him get him going. Nothing should be back to back. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Nothing should be back. Yeah. Um, next team is the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, man. I so think this- they're one of the most ahead, fun yeah. teams to watch in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jason Tatum is on fire, he's he's must watch TV. I I still do like Daniel Tice. I know he's not nothing compared to some of the other centers that these other teams are gonna have, but he's just mm-hmm. such a serviceable serviceable big. He sets those hard screens. He can shoot the ball when you need him to. And I, very rarely do I watch the Celtics, and I can I'm like, damn, Daniel Tice is out there. Oh, he making a wrong <laughs> play. It's like he's a very cerebral player. 
you know what yeah. I'm saying? For his I mean, role, I think he's he does it really well. Yeah. They they've been a good they've been a solid rebounding team for I mean their sides that they have and like I I like their versatility the most too. You talk about like the the players that can give you the big games. I think they're one of the teams that may be up there, probably like top three because they have two guys that can probably get you fifty and Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. Let's let's um, take a forty. Forty's way more. <laughs> Kemba Walker, a dog though. Don't fact, he's no, still no, a fact. dude that can get out? He can go out there and get fifty. But no, but they have at least forty point players with Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Charlotte. He was the only person there that could score. Kemba Walker can take over a game. Don't don't let that slip out your mind. He can take over a game. What is Jason uh, Tatum's career high? It's got to be close to fifty. I think fifty was just rare because we've always been saying forty. Like I think Kawhi and Paul George can get you fifty too. But I also I just stay with forty. So to just come out. He said, "Shit." <laughs> Anybody have a guess for Jason Tatum's career high? Uh, Forty, thirty-nine. Yeah, say like thirty-nine, thirty-seven. Forty-one. He did it against the Lakers um, earlier this season. Y'all let, that, y'all let that young boy draw forty-one on y'all. That is crazy. <laughs> did he win the game? Um, I don't think so. They lost by two. <laughs> he went off against the Clippers, two. too. He put up something similar to that against the Clippers. Yeah, I think he had 39 he, he, against the he Clippers. He said 41 twice in his career. He said 41 twice in his career. He does have 50 points. He doesn't have 50 Okay, well, they got two players that can get to 40. Then they also got other multiple players that can get probably around 20 to 30 points with uh, Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. And then also Marcus Smart be having a reign of games where he can come out and drop 15 to 20 points. He get hot or something like that. I heard. Fifteen. I thought you were gonna say 15. no. No. <laughs> Marcus Smart has his random games. He can get fit. Marcus Smart ran again. <laughs> so Marcus Smart best game. I think he had like forty, and he was hitting like ten threes or yeah, something. He had like, like eleven that. threes. That was the season. I'm crazy. Yeah. When he got that card. <laughs> yeah. But no, y'all like the Celtics, man. I think the Celtics um are exciting, like KB said. But the Celtics are one of those teams that they're unpredictable. Like uh, the mm-hmm. Celtics could win a couple series, and we'd be like, man, we knew that they could do that. But then if they also lose in the first round, it'd be like. You know, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. I think we'd be surprised, but it wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, the Celtics have question marks they need answered. Um, how are they looking? What seed are they? They, the they, third? they would be the three seed right now, and they have a two-and-a-half game ahead of the Miami Heat. Okay, yeah. So, quick question. Celtics or Heat? Mm. I'm probably going Celtics, but it's not like – I'm not saying that super confidently either. I want to go Heat. Uh, I want to go Heat with this one, and I think it's just because they're depth. And like I said, they have they have the ability to almost uh, match up any in, with anybody personnel wise. They can go big, small. They can stretch you out. They can you know have the slashers. They can do anything. I would go. I would go Heat as well. I think right. that team is very well put together. I love Jimmy. It's yeah, hard to talk about the Heat. I'm just asking which one because we're gonna talk about them mm-hmm. next. But exactly. So if they beat, if they lost to the Heat in the first round, we would we wouldn't be like, oh my gosh. So like it, their team is like, I think mm-hmm. they good. But if they beat the Heat, like Kenny said, I wouldn't be super surprised either. So it's like they can go either way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, who doesn't love the players that they have? Like who doesn't love Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, his two way shit, Kim again, his bag. Like Mike say, he can snap on any occasion. Uh, we all root for Gordon Hayward. You know what I mean? Uh, Tice. Cancer, Robert Williams, I want to see get some PT. So the potential is there, and they have a nice team, but the question is, how nice is the team right now? Because mm-hmm. forget Jason Tatum's future, Jalen Brown's future. For the 2020 playoffs, they have to perform right now, and that's the only thing that matters. 
So as far as right now, I don't know. I don't know um, how good they are. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're good enough to, to compete for home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I and I just twisted that up because they wouldn't play the Heat in the first round. They would play. Yeah. The they play Philly, and if everything Philly. stayed perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, Jason Tate. I do know Jason Tate don't have to perform how we've how we've grown to expect him to perform the side step threes and all that shit. He have to get in that bag for a seven game series if they play in mm. uh, Philly. No doubt yeah. about it. Next team is the Denver Nuggets. I'm just mm-hmm. so curious to see New Jokic with his new body. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he is a player that uses he used that extra weight he had to throw people around. And now mm-hmm. that boy, like he dropped 10 15. It's just yeah. it, it's very weird to see a player him we, and James Harden too. I'm gonna say the same thing about James Harden. Because both of those are players that did use their strength to overpower the people at their positions. Um mm-hmm. obviously his vision is gonna stay the same. His jump, I'm guessing his jump shot didn't take a little hit. But it's just going to be weird. to He's going to have to change his game just a little bit when it comes to the back to the basket just because he is smaller. Yeah. I, I see how they drop weight, though. I lost weight because of the quarantine. Like, I, you just eat different. Like, the, yeah. the luxury of, like, going – because, you know, we were, we was closed down, and when the shit was new, people didn't know how to maneuver. So, like, I wasn't going and eating fast food every fucking day because I didn't know if I can't go outside, why the fuck am I about to be eating outside, eating mm-hmm. from outside? So, like, the dieting and shit just automatically changed because nobody's going out. You know what I mean? Everything is closed. So, when you have Fridays open, where you're going to all of these five-star restaurants on the road, it's just easy to eat, 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 eat. But then when you're in a crib, and I know they have nutritionists and chefs and all that shit, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to compare us and, and that. But I just know how easy it could be. My main thing, though, I feel like I say this every year. Listen, just Go in confidently, play your game, and try to win because that's what everybody doing. But shut the fuck up, bro. Just, just I don't understand why players are so obsessed with talking out of their ass. Jamal Murray said, "What did he say? I we gonna win the finals or some shit like that?" Why does somebody say that every year? Because mm, they just feel I, like I saying it. something. I hate it. It's no reason to just. There's nothing wrong with just shutting the fuck up and going to play. Because now he's not even a player that really should be saying that. He got a player. He's a player that got something to prove this playoffs. I'm a, I'm a At least take a jump. Because he uh, he did get that big-ass bag, like mm-hmm. super max type thing, yep. and they're going to need him to perform like that. But and I, 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 I want to apologize to Jokic for I'm saying he didn't get shit. Hmm. I ain't going to tell him shut the fuck up because he, all he said was, we know we can win the title. But everybody has that mindset, Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Everybody know that they can do it. It's no reason to announce that. Just hoop, bro. Everybody's thinking that way. You're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I love the moves that they've done. Um, I really like the Malik Beasley move, but I understand it because you were going to have to pay him. But the Jeremy Grant for basically nothing, beautiful, a beautiful player that's been playing great for them this season, and mm-hmm. he can slide into that Paul Millsap role once Paul Millsap's contract is up, or you let the young guy just take over at point power forward. You know, I, I like this team. I don't know if it's this season that I like them or next season or year after that, but I like what they're building. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like that. Yeah, I mean, the way that they went out last season against Portland, I think that's kind of – you can easily overlook that, and you can kind of live and learn from that. And I think you just got to build and see how far you can go this series. Yeah. Play this Michael season. Porter Jr. more. He needs he needs those minutes. If they really want to reach that next level, he's going to be – the. I think he has to be one of those guys where they actually make him in the rotation. He can't just be sitting up. Next team is the Miami Heat. 
kind of briefly talked about them already, but here they are. They got, they're going to have Iggy in the playoff atmosphere, so that should be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a post of somebody asking who's had a bigger impact on their team this season, Jimmy Butler or, or Chris Paul, and I wanted y'all opinion. Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Okay, yeah. yeah. I Chris think the majority Paul. of people agreed that it was Chris Paul. Uh, they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. It was a 0.2 chance. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Chris Paul, too. But Jimmy Butler obviously has, has a big-ass impact, too. Um, but he kind of walked into some culture that fit him yeah. instead of recreating the culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and though Jimmy Butler's not having an amazing statistical season, you can see that he is an on-court coach. Um, his free throw numbers are ridiculous. He's shooting like 10 free throws a game. Uh, mm-hmm. But the rest of the shot ain't looking great from him. You know what I'm saying? She's like 40% yeah. in the field. That's that's what I got in my notes about Miami. Is I, I really like their roster, and I, I really like how they can match up against anybody. But I think Jimmy needs to definitely turn it up turn it up a notch in these playoffs and, and like, actually show he's the number one dude. And I'm not saying he got to go out there and, you know, get 25 or 30, but I think he needs to be, like, a big-time player. He It's no more standing on the sideline and letting the young guy just, you know, take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely has to step up and be that closer because – He's the only one really on that team that I trust late in the fourth quarter to actually trust, go out. You don't trust Tyler Hero after all the big shots he hit his rookie season? No. Oh, okay. I, when they come to playoff atmosphere, I need Jimmy to be. I need okay. Jimmy to be Jimmy. Okay. I, I'm not kicking it out to Tyler Hero, Mitch Rock. I mean, Duncan. Robinson, yeah. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. I also, I also got the. I got that this is a. Uh, one of the one of the better teams to take out the Bucks in the playoffs, just because not only they got the personnel, but we know how the Bucks give up the threes. Miami's one of the best three. Miami is the best three point shooting team in the league. So three if they can catch fire, three point oh this three point shooting okay yeah wise? so field goal for, yeah they shoot I think thirty eight for the whole season, but like mm-hmm. um, post All Star they were shooting forty percent. Okay. So I mean if they can hit their threes and play some good defense on Giannis, they can give themselves a chance against the Bucks. Especially Bam. Up. Bam is one of those defenders yeah. that he can guard Giannis on the perimeter. Yeah, I think they, they beat him twice this season, right? Two and zero. Be rooting yeah. for them. I'll be rooting for them for sure. Uh, I agree with everything y'all said. Jimmy is going to have to, you know, down the stretch, though. Jimmy don't have to average 30, but just down the stretch. Right, exactly. Answer his little post-action shit he likes to do. But then I also have no problem with Jimmy making the right play. If Tyler Hero is open, Duncan Robinson is open, throw it to him. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. That's what y'all have taught them all season to be there for. They, they, they have taken Duncan Robinson out of the game for not shooting the ball. So... You know, it was four, so when we get to the playoffs, we can rely and trust on you to make that shot. So I expect Jimmy to still kick it out when need be because that's not it. I don't even want Jimmy to be that guy. Jimmy is not the guy who doesn't kick it out. He's not that type of score. He's not that dude to just, like, ignore the, the play. It's just not who he is. No form of Jimmy Butler has ever been that guy. He's had some moments where he scored the ball crazy, but still, he's. I've never looked at Jimmy Butler as, like, the score, the, the go get me a bucket. He can here and there, but he's not Kevin fucking Durant or nobody or James Harden where he just ignores the rest of his teammates. Um, but I like them because they got so many different things. You have Bam, you have Jimmy, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero are exceptional, exceptional shooters. Goran Dragic is a type of guy where he'll come out and have 22 points. You know what I mean? And he can attack and he might be the one that's actually with the ball in his hands to close the game because he just has those type of nights at times. Um, Kelly Olenek and Miles Leonard can hit those fooky-ass, janky-ass threes that mean so much. Like, oh, my gosh, they just hit four threes. So, um, Iguodala, you know, Jay Crowder, these are guys that are in the back of my mind, and they still have. So, they have so much. I love this team. It's probably one of my favorite teams in the playoffs, and I'm going to be – I'm not going to lie. I don't – I'm going to be rooting for them in the playoffs. 
Um, only time I might not root for them is when they play Philly. Because I just want to see Philly have some success. My gosh. Uh, That's going to be a battle if they do meet up. Jimmy against his own. At this current way, if they did meet up, it would have to be in the conference finals. If nothing changes in the standings. I, I would pay top dollar to see it. I would, pay, I, I, would, I would prefer to see Miami versus Philly than Miami versus Milwaukee. Really? Well, yes. Miami versus Milwaukee would happen in the second round. So they'd have to go through the Milwaukee to get to Philly <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, I would prefer to see that as my Eastern Conference Finals. Bam and Embiid. Oh, man, hell yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Uh, next team is the Utah Jazz. I, I'll know. be back. Close them up. <laughs> hey. I don't know what to expect from Utah, man. They were those. Utah lose their guy and just go crazy though. What if what if what if they like y'all? Ha ha! Y'all all overreacted. Yeah, but that yeah. is for me. That Bojan hit is so large, man. Yeah, that that hit is too big. That's not like going. You talking about a team that was already just like offensively they were inconsistent. Some nights it was Bogdanovich being their best guy. Some nights mm-hmm. it was Jordan Clarkson being their best guy. Besides their actual top guys, There's so a lot of because I forgot about Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, we I, I'm looking for Jordan Clarkson to make some noise in this playoff. Right, especially, you know he's gonna have a game or two. He's yeah. <laughs> he, he gonna have a you know, he, you know you're a baller. Yeah, Any sure. former Laker is a baller. Other than that, sure. I mean, of course they still got a good roster and everything, but just like that mm-hmm. hit. Uh, we we're gonna see Rudy and Donovan exactly. Mitchell back on the court together. The the relationship we don't know what that's gonna be like and how that affects on court stuff. We don't know what Mike Conley we're gonna get. Most likely we're gonna get the bad version of Mike Conley. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that was, I, I'm, I'm based on the season. I'm just based on yeah. the season. Yeah. It's just hard to see Mike Conley because he's been Mike Conley's been one of the most like consistent guys though. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just like this year when he actually had a chance to go back and compete, now's the time he kind of shit in the bed. It's just sucks yeah. to see. This is how it works out. Guys like that are shitty the whole season. We all shit on them all season and playoffs. They come out and they be like, oh, Draymond did it last year. Well, Draymond yeah. got off. And those veteran players, I'm telling you, the veteran players, they're just kind of like, they get up to play when it's time. And Draymond is a playoff player. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He's not in the playoffs this year. No. <laughs> Well, anybody else got something to say about the Jazz? Are we spending 10 seconds on 10 seconds on? I don't have shit to say about the Jazz. All right, next team, OKC Thunder. OKC Shout Thunder. Now, this is a dangerous team. Like, I, I, they might be the seventh seed, but they could definitely upset. They, no, they're not, number five, I, I, bro. They're they number five. Don't you know sleep. five now? They, they moved five. up. Yeah. Yeah. While we they in quarantine, they noise, moved man. up. That four or five matchup, who's above them? Who would they be playing? They be playing against the Jazz, bro. Yeah, uh, I would take, take that team out. Yeah, they they, they definitely. I think they're definitely a lock for the second round. Damn, you, you, you rock. locking it in? <laughs> I wouldn't say no lock. Hey, I wouldn't say no Utah lock. Utah fans I... that's t- clipping this right now, and they gonna wait until it happens. I wouldn't say lock. I'm gonna uh, say lock. Without without Bojan, you would like to see them have the advantage, but a lock. They still have Donovan Mitchell, who mm. talk about forty point potential. He has it. Rudy Gobert, we know what he's about in that paint. Um, and then the, the Thunder have players who are inexperienced. Mm-hmm. To some sort of extent, so because um, Shay, don't get me wrong, she has playoff experience when he physically yeah. played in it, but he didn't yeah. play in it with this role that he has. Now mm-hmm. he is a legitimate guy on a legitimate playoff team, uh, and I'm not saying he can't do what he do, but you know, it, it'll be new for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think OKC are the favorites with uh, Bondanovich being hurt. I mean, Chris mm-hmm. Paul, Shay, um, Gallo, Ari. So they they have they have some shit going on there, but if they also lost, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can't say they. They lot. shouldn't. They they not supposed to be here in the first place, you know. 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like they playing with house money. Yeah. Super <clears throat> interesting stuff, man. I, I love watching this team play, especially when it's a close game, four minutes left. Mm-hmm. It's great for CP3 legacy, man. It's be yeah. great. If, if they can yeah. be the lock and they can knock them off, and, you know, whoever they play in the second round, if they can make it interesting or they can pull up a, a – They go get some Lakers in that second round. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm a team like the Lakers, they're not a team that I want to play in the second round because of the fact that they have nothing to lose. They have yeah. nothing to lose. That's true. So, Next team uh, is the Houston Rockets. I already mentioned my thing. I'm just curious to see James Harden with his new body. Because uh, mm-hmm. that picture made it like he also lost 10 to 15. Now, it's not like yeah. they're just losing weight and ain't going to be super skinny. I'm sure they're ripped underneath those shirts and everything. But he was also a guy that used his strength to overpower players at times. And um, I don't know if he has the same strength because he ain't got the body to match. So it will be interesting to see. My biggest concern with them, though, is the toll that it's going to take on these these small bigs' body, you know, in the grand scheme of the eight regular season games. And then y'all want to make a deep playoff run. I thought this break was going to play into advantage for that fact that, you know, they get get a chance to kind of rest up their bodies. Talking about guys like P.J. Tucker and uh, Robert Covington, who I'm excited to play, see see go out there and play again. I didn't know. I didn't know he had that many blocks. He had thirty-five blocks Killing in the fourteen blocks, games bro. he played. Yeah, thirty-five blocks. Like this guy, if he comes back with them, and yeah, I know if this guy has like a potential, like a defensive player of the year candidate in next year, if he's like doing the same role type shit, and he could do, you know, be consistent. Say he averaging close to two blocks, couple steals, and he's you know the defense stands out for them. He could be one of those dudes. Yeah, they were definitely a team that when they first made that trade to go completely small, it was starting mm-hmm. to look okay. Like, it looked like it could work. But as it kind of progressed, you kind of mm-hmm. seen them pro- regress as a well because they were getting killed on the boards and they were getting fatigued. And it was just – I don't know how much that can really help them in a seven-game series. So, right mm-hmm. now, if we started the season, again, if nothing changed in the standings, they'd go against, they go against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I just did some it's research. They, they haven't played against Jokic with the small ball. Last time they played, Clint Capello was still on the roster. Mm-hmm. So I, is Jokic averaging 35 that series? You know, because there's nobody that can really guard him on that roster. It's not like that dude is on the bench somewhere. And if, if P.J. Tucker ain't doing it, then, oh, we got the big guy. They just don't really have it. Tyson Chandler's mm-hmm. the guy. But he's 40, 48 years old. So he's not really. He's a coach at this point. That yeah, man is a, he's, he's a, a locker room guy. He's a locker room guy. So yeah, they, um, they guns, they gonna go out swinging with it. I mean, they do have one of the most prolific scores in the game, James Harden. And mm-hmm. I see like how Russ was playing in certain moments, you know, he wasn't shooting three, he was getting to the bucket and taking it mm-hmm. shooting that to his advantage. And if they can do that, I mean they will put pressure on you. There is mm-hmm. there is pros to that small ball lineup. You will have to compete and keep up with them with their pace. Uh, I know playoff basketball slows down a little bit. Uh, but they do have a small ball lineup for a reason. So it, it, it is going to be interesting. It is going to be inter- interesting. They do give up a lot, but they also gain a lot from the small ball shit. Um, mm-hmm. And if they can use it to their advantage, and, and, and especially an early series, you know what I mean? They can, they can pull it off. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I also, I also uh, got noted down that James Harden has taken the Rockets to the playoffs for eight years in a row. Also, he, when he was with the Thunder, he made the playoffs. So I, I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs yet. Mm. What are y'all taking in that great. series? Nuggets, Rockets. Mm. I'm going Rockets. I'm going Rockets. And it's tough Part for me. Part of me wants to go with the star power. I think and that would be it's awesome. no doubt that Jokic is going to kind of just eat because it, it's a big play for him when they got no center. But I think the Rockets are just kind of – offensively, they're just going to – nobody's going to be able to really stop them. Like, I, I don't see that. 
I don't see the I don't see the Nuggets come out there and kind of defending that five out type play style well. I see this going to seven. Yeah. And yeah. I don't go. Houston. I think yeah. they, hey, if this is a game seven type of thing. I gotta go Houston because I gotta give it though to Jokic though. One in twenty seven. I I gotta give it to Jokic though. You talk about like centers not being the main guy in like today's type of offense. He's a clutch ass center. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 could definitely make the big shots when you need him. So I, they got that going for That's them too. Nikola Jokic. It's a good series, bro. Used to drink two two liters a day. Um, next team we have the Dallas Mavericks. Now in that that thing I talked about earlier, when somebody did the whole simulation on the computer or whatever, uh, the Dallas Mavericks end up jumping up from the seventh seed to like the fifth seed like half the time, uh, which obviously is a real possibility because. It's like there's not really much room between the five seed and the seven seed right now. It's like a half a game, two games. So anything can happen. We're going to see Luka in the playoff atmosphere just in the second season. Porzingis was looking amazing before quarantine started. This is uh, this is one of those teams that can really, really scare some of those higher seeds if they stay where they are. Can yeah. they put the Clippers a few games? Hell yeah. Yeah. This is a team I... I really got them just kind of like emphasizing these games to really get the the two man game going between Luca and uh, Kristaps because, like you said, we've seen them really play at a high level. It's just can they do it together? Yeah. My thing is when they, what do you mean by put, doing it together? Like both going off for thirty? Yeah, type games. Can they do that consistent level? Even hmm? when they don't, they still dangerous because they just have he just Kristaps just turned into a bigger Maxi Cleaver. They have mm-hmm. this identity that they do where their bigs can shoot, their bigs can space, and we just let Luca rock. And that's still dangerous in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Dallas Mavericks are, are going to be a tough out, man. They're going to be yeah. a and, it, and you know what? It's it's hard to say because Luca's going against such good teams with, like, the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, he has a possibility to match up with them. It's going to do a lot for, like, later in his career. And, like, one of the things I kind of just noticed um, watching them during the regular season, especially, like, against the better teams like the Clippers, and I think I mentioned it earlier, just, like, they kind of struggle with, like, physicality and type, that type of nature. Mm-hmm. But if they can translate that and, like, kind of surpass that already without even, like, being as young as they are, that man, Luke, he's going to be, like, a multiple MVP kind of bit. Like, that's just how much talent he has. Facts. Facts. Tell, let 2K tell it he averaging 40, 10, and 10 in his third year. Mm-hmm. That boy. Yeah. That man is a monster. Spazzing. Uh, next team is the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers, of course, they lost TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Jeremy Lamb to what he tears ACL. He's yeah, something was, to kill. Well, a lot of stuff. He messed himself up. Yeah, he really, really messed himself up. But he shot the free throws, which we we really mess with. Um, this is just one of those teams, bro. Of course, they're a very good team, but it's one of the least watched teams out of all of the playoff teams mm-hmm. for me personally. Uh, when I was in Indy, I did watch them go against the Lakers, and that was a super fun game. But other than that, it's not a team that's, like, much-watched TV to me. But it doesn't mean they're bad or anything. It's just their play style doesn't really, you know what I'm saying, visually yeah. at times it's, like, not amazing because they are a very gritty team. Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of feel the same way. The only thing is just, like, how much to Victor Oladipo are you getting back? Mm-hmm. That's the, really the big thing, which kind of, like, sets their potential. I, yeah, think he, I think he was starting to really get into, like, being VO. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be – that time off probably gave him some time to really, like, get in the gym, get that rust off that he probably missed, like, the whole season. And I think this team's dangerous. They, when you got Sabonis, Miles Turner, VO, Brogdon, 
Like, they could definitely make some first-round noise. And I think, and the more VO comes back, I honestly think Brogdon comes back too. Because we know that Brogdon has the playmaking and displayed it. But one of the things that I think Milwaukee valued so much in Brogdon is his efficiency. And I think that kind of just takes a dip a little bit when Malcolm Brogdon has to do so much on the offensive role. But when you add VO, obviously, I think that takes away from it. I don't care about his efficiency if he was putting up the numbers he was putting up early. He was having crazy games, 30, mm-hmm. 11 type shit. When yeah, he was on him, he was a fuck about the efficiency. The efficiency only matter when you're putting him next to a guy like Giannis who isn't mm-hmm. going to allow him to have the room to work with that he would in Indiana. Mm-hmm. But I do think VO takes them to a different level. Um, I, I do think they're a really good team. They have a lot of talent. But how good can they be will definitely matter with uh, how Victor Oladipo is performing. But they, yeah. they have a lot of pieces, too. I like Aaron Holiday off of their bench. Um, TJ McConnell is a guy that has experience. You know, TJ Warren has, you know what I mean? Mount Turner's a bonus. Um, I, I like their team. But again, how good will they be will depend on Victor Oladipo and then which version of Malcolm Brogdon do we get? Do we get the early, oh, he's an all star for sure, Malcolm Brogdon? Or do we get, oh, he's yeah, he cool. He yeah. cool. So. He cool. Hey, shout out to Malcolm Brogdon for his activism, um, activism over the past yeah, was couple great. weeks. Uh, we got Jalen Brown in too. We forgot Jalen Brown. Yeah, my fault, JB. And Damian Lillard. Everybody, everybody's just yeah. doing the thing. Shout out to Jordan, you know, for, yeah. for giving all the money. There's been 65 games that the Pacers played this season, right? Here's a bit of trivia. How many of those games were was Sabonis not the leading rebounder for his team out of 65? Zero. None. Zero, zero, Mike? Three. Six. Only six times this season was Sabonis not the leading rebounder for his team. Which is ridiculous. When I did watch, he was the reason. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Next team is Philly. He get it from his daddy. You know, Philly's Philly's just one of those teams that can either it's boom or bust. That's how I look at this team. (laughs) Boom or bust. One thing I can say is that this playoff series or this playoff run will be different than last year because we don't. I don't think um, since Jimmy Butler is not there, we're not going to see Ben Simmons playing a dunker spot all day because they were definitely letting. Jimmy Butler be the offense and running it through him and so many ISOs in that playoff run and and Ben Simmons didn't really have anything to do but now there is no Jimmy and there's no mode of Jimmy so I'm guessing we're gonna get a lot of the ball in Ben Simmons's hands and that's where the offense thrives hopefully no I was gonna say hopefully that just gives him the motivation to play like you know, bring it as soon as it as soon as it comes, because that'd be the thing with him. He'll have a great game one game, and then the next game is just like it, it's a little bit subpar. It's not what you need from him, mm-hmm. or he seems like he's not engaged enough. You and know, then I, he'll for, get the backlash and then drop a 25, 10 and ten game. Exactly. It's like if he came with that intensity every single game, it's not many players in the league that's better than him. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what y'all said: consistency. You know, when you out of when out of nowhere, Jimmy Butler becomes the guy for y'all then, yeah, I, I'm not going to be consistent. And Jimmy Butler said that on, on a J.J. Reddick podcast. <laughs> that we always have reference. But he was, hey, he, that was a hell of a podcast. He, he said, even I, you know, felt that that was weird and unfair because you had Ben Simmons doing one thing for you all game, I mean, all season, and then out of nowhere, you just change shit up. That's very weird and stupid. That's just stupidity. So I can't, I, yeah, who's going to be consistent when you come in and work and you don't know which way they're going to have you play? That's, mm. And you're a perennial all-star one of the faces of the franchise that's dumb um i, I just have unanswered questions like where's the shooting coming from shit like that for me you know what i mean which is always a question with them but i do like of course i love the ben simmons and joel Embiid. i think tobias was playing real good uh, i think al horford is another guy that fits the mold of those guys we was talking about who could have more of an impact in the playoffs um 
Batiste Thibel I like. So, you know, they they, they have they, – they're the Sixers, man. They have that boom or bust. They have the, the boom potential, but then you also look at certain question marks and it can make them become bust. So They're a team where – they were a team that relied on home court advantage. They really played really good at home. They don't have home court advantage. Nobody and, does. Yeah, I know. But I'm curious to see how they play because they really relied on that and they were really bad on it, the road. It was like one of them factors. Like, their their crowd got them into it type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you can look at it like that or you can look at it that they struggled on the road. Yeah, they struggled on the road. road because nobody's really at home. Right. Mm-hmm. True. True. You can look at it either way. Uh, but definitely a team that you cannot count out, even though they're like the seventh seed or the sixth seed or whatever they are. They just they just got they have too much talent. It's just one of those things with too much talent. Just I don't know if it's bad coaching or the fact that the talent doesn't fit. But usually talent does outweigh everything else. In most they cases, really use Smith, man. they could really use a J.R. Smith. It's they not too late. It's not too late. Next team is the Memphis Grizzlies. They were projected to win 24 games. I don't know if y'all remember that. And they are uh, 30. They have 32 wins. They have 32 wins. So they jumped. And this is one of those teams that that break, the quarantine break, is really helping them because they did have Jaron Jackson Jr. get injured like right before. And I'm guessing with two months of time to chill, he'll be ready for the playoff run and everything. So um, this is one of those fun teams. That I was reading a bunch of articles of people trying to figure out, is this 22-team format fair to the Memphis Grizzlies because there's so much that can happen for them to fall out. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I think I think, I think this format is fair. They have a three-game lead. If they win four out of their their eight games, five out of their eight games, it doesn't matter what the rest of them teams do. That's their playoff spot. So it's theirs mm-hmm. to lose, really. So I think it's fair. And I think they yeah. okay with that. I think they're a young, hungry team. They better play basketball. They're confident in themselves. They think they belong. So all they got to do is go out and do what they – you know, have been saying they can do all year, which is who I love the team top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Jonas Valanciunas in the middle of that. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear uh, Jaron Jackson will be back because we know how much of an important piece he is. Dylan Brooks and, you know, um, I want to know what Justice Winslow is going to stand yes. and, and how his availability is going to be and, and when if he is available, um, how much are they going to let him play? You know, they got my boy slow-mo. And then I, I – John Morant. John Morant is showtime. This is the type of stage that we want to see a, a young phenom um, on. And, and if they can steal a game or two from whoever that they match up in that first round with, it's going to be everything that we wanted to see. Um, so shout out to Memphis because I, I enjoy their culture and how they do things over there. Yeah. I just hope they're not one of those teams that get like a tough schedule and that could be a big reason. And then they like give Portland like an easy schedule. I hope that's you not really You don't want that I to happen? Cause I want it to happen, but I want it to be fair. I don't want, I don't want to the Portland to get the backlash saying, oh, they gave y'all as the easy schedule. But like with the Portland hoodie on. With the Yeah, so like I don't want I don't want that. I just feel like they should make it fair. Both of them should have an equal amount of tough games and easy games. Mm-hmm. Like it should be fair. Don't give yeah. them all the hard games. The Grizzlies should definitely come out with like a super big chip on their shoulder and like ready to play, ready to get their games and just prove that like they deserve that A spot. Uh, kind of like before the season ended, they were one of those teams that just seemed like they were slipping a little bit. And the teams like the yeah, Pelicans and the Port- yeah, they were four and seven in their in their uh, last games, and it just seemed like the other teams was on their ass. So I think the Grizzlies definitely got you know something to prove a little bit. And let's keep it a buck. A lot of people thought that the Pelicans were going to steal that spot with the last twenty games of the season. I know I thought mm-hmm. it was going to happen because they were looking yeah. so well, and they had the easiest schedule basically left in the league. So for sure. The the quarantine but definitely helps. You have the comfort. They are the team that has the three lead game lead already. So mm-hmm. they they uh, it shouldn't be shit for them because they're there. 
the teams that are more are like the Trailblazers and, 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 and Pelicans who don't who have their back against the wall. They don't have a comfort or a, a, a little leeway to, to slip. The Grizzlies mm-hmm. have three games that they can jag, jag off with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Next team is the Brooklyn Nets. When the season ended, they were on a three-game win streak. They beat the the San Antonio Spurs. They beat the Bulls. And they beat oh. the Lakers to end the season. I remember that game. <laughs> I remember that game. That's fine. I don't, the Nets is just so – it's just weird because they don't got none of their stars, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's just like how much you really expect for them. I'm expecting yeah, I, Spencer Dinwiddie have some good games. And Karis LeVert look decent. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many expectations for the Nets. Yeah. They don't – it's not much to say about them. I think this could be a showcase, to be honest with you, because, you know, when all season comes and next year, these are a lot of these guys, they may be available for a trade in some sort of way. So maybe this would just be a showcase for them to show that they can hoop on this stage and mm-hmm. let that be. But they're definitely still the team that I wouldn't get too relaxed on because they do have guys that can take over games and, you know, steal some. They, they put up a good fight last year against Philly. I know they don't have D'Lo no more, but yeah. They uh they got Timothy Luau Cabro playing rotational minutes for them and that's just Formal I, <laughs> I just can't do it, bro. Formal bull, boy. Formal bull, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? And it, it, he put up thirteen against the Lakers. So I mean he might be having that breakout season. Yeah, I might be able to put up thirteen against the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's not, again, it's not really much to say about the Nets. I'm sure that when they go against somebody, it's a four or five game series just because they don't got their pieces. Next up is the Orlando Magic. They're all over the place. Orlando Magic continuously making it to the playoffs is like a seven, eight seed over the past couple seasons. They ain't got much better. They ain't got worse. They just kind of just there. And teams like this, I understand kind of being there for like the four or five, you know, uh, Indiana Pacer type teams, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I can understand that, but when you're just there and you're at the bottom of it, like the AC, and you're not getting a lottery pick to have your chances to hit that next star, it's like, what are you doing? What are you? What they, are you why is it worth it? So bad. They probably don't want to be there, but they just can't be as bad as the other teams. <laughs> yeah, literally, like they also like ended the season know. on a three-game win streak, though. I like their team. I don't think they're gonna, you know upset anybody but I, I like their little team what they got going on didn't didn't they did they have another uh like hot start this season i feel like they yeah, always they have did. some type of like hot start and it's no. just like hope for them they started they off didn't? the season three and seven and then after that they went on like a three to four game win streak here then lose two two to three win streak mm-hmm. there then lose so they jumped around yeah because like, i remember that they start off four and oh four and one yeah they right. always do that but i don't know that's just i think that's just since they make the playoffs, they always just think, oh, we got a little chance, and that's good enough. I think it's just time to blow that. I wonder just, what – You can even rely on that. I wonder what Magic fans think about just being mediocre, but not medi- mediocre enough to miss the playoffs. Right. Because I think if you're one of those four or five teams and you know that you actually have a pretty good chance of competing, you might not go in there thinking that you're going to win a championship, but if something if somebody gets hurt or somebody happens in a series and the pieces fall, away, fall the right way – you could be shit. Hey, we could do this. You can be the that's not the case. from last yeah, season. Yeah, that's not the case with Orlando. Like, it's they're not. literally just there. It's I think not. Orlando fans want, just want to add somebody. Mm-hmm. Or do a trade with Aaron Gordon or something and get somebody yeah. back. And they can be like, hey, we were the AFC, so we added this guy and that guy, and maybe we can be here. You know? 
Next team is the Portland Trailblazers. I let the the Trailblazer fan talk about what he expecting or what he think about the team. Yeah, I expect them to. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean. This is just a team that they get Nurkic back. I'm excited to see him and Dame back together. I think that's going to be really big for them. It's just defensively. They mm-hmm. just – they're really missing Amino and Mo Harkless. I don't see them really stopping anybody. It's just a matter of fact if they can put up the points. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they really struggle to score. Rodney Hood was huge for us to miss. Um, I'm curious to see how Melo now plays. You're so forgetting like, about one, one very important player that will be coming back. Zach Collins. The, oh, yeah, yeah, nicest will be back. candidate for nicest hair hairstyle in the NBA. <laughs> it's gonna be really interesting to see how this team jails. Yeah, because I mean, you got so many pieces. Is Hassan moving to the bench for Nurk, or is Nurk gonna come off the bench because of his injury? Um, what do they do with Melo and, and Zach Collins' Zach situation? Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a lot going on to uh, figure out in like an eight game span and go facts. like this. Yeah, and all those eight games matter because you never know that one loss could be the one that gets you out of the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough for them. It's definitely tough. It is tough, but they have that guy that can go out for fifty. Yes, that's fifty potential. Sixty for him, you got to say sixty because it's Dame Dollar. Fifty, he can get fifty almost uh, every other night. Sixty, he 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 trying to sixty, he doing something. He did something different this season. That you tried to get him, (laughs) then we have the Pels. You know, one of the up-and-coming teams, Zion, getting the playoff atmosphere. And we talked about it, but, like, it sucks that they schedule just flipped on them because it was working and they benefit. But I got it. Like, this is a chance for some of these young guys to, like, prove something in their career. Like, they actually played for and earned that eight seed if they can get it because Lonzo and Brandon, they really haven't had that. You know, they had, like, the mediocre years, obviously, with the Lakers. And then last year was kind of, like, a little weird with LeBron. But this time, like, it's them. Like, they're the leaders of the team almost. I, that my money's on them. My money's mm-hmm. on them. It's, it's just that simple. I got the Pelicans. I like the team, mm-hmm. top to bottom. They've had time to rest. They've had time to collect, and I think when you talk about these other teams, they can beat those teams. They can mm-hmm. beat Portland. They can beat the Grizzlies. They can beat Phoenix. I, I, I got them, man. I got. Them. Yeah, they don't have any issues with like people coming back and trying to jail and like. Mm-hmm. They they definitely one of my favorite teams to win it. Uh, Zion, if he Zion can make the playoffs his first year. Yeah, JJ doesn't miss his streak. Him, him, got some stuff. You know what I'm saying? The top. And I would love the, the story of Pale's Lakers first round. That just sounds. That sounds amazing. It does. It does. Tell them Pale's get that boot. Knowing the Lakers, it looked like it could happen, and they rest so they don't have to play them. Balls. <laughs> they always do shit like that on LeBron teams. Uh, the Spurs are next. I don't have anything to say about the Spurs. This is the this is the year they're supposed to die, basically. Uh, somehow they still find a way to get here. They just aren't a they weren't a good team this season. That's all I can say. No, they just weren't. There's not really anything to say about. I'll root for them a little bit. I love Pop. Pop is another guy who uses mm-hmm. using his voice and, and has been anti-Trump out there for all that bullshit. So shout that's out another. That's a, that's a, that's another thing about how they're gonna. Um, treat the coaches that are of age, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it was age like 60 and above. 60, yeah. I know they got a couple, a couple of them that are just even head coaches. I think Alvin Gentry, obviously Greg Popovich. I think they need to let the coaches make the decision for themselves because you can't mm-hmm. get some of the coaches to do it and then not. So either everybody does or you have to let them make the decision. I had no problem with the NBA bringing it up. It was, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but yeah, um, 
Spurs are the Spurs. They have, they just haven't been it this season. But you know, you you can't count them out. You just you just can't, bro. I can count these Spurs out. Uh oh. Yeah. I can count these Spurs. I can count these Spurs out. I'm a fan. I can count them out. I I can count these Spurs out if I'm being real. Hey, it just hasn't been, been there yet. They haven't looked good at all this year. I count them out where they they basically counted out. I'm just saying in general, coming to the season, you wasn't this confident being able to say that because you're never going to just straight up count them out. It's just I like said the, it. I said it last year in our pre-show. I was you like, said it a couple year. years in a row. You're like, this is the year probably Spurs is going to fall out. But they always and they do it. it. And they, <laughs> and they, they, they do it. But and like, they, this roster is it's not the same. That's what I'm talking about. It's easy to talk that shit when you're up nine, but talk shit when the shit is even. You oh, wasn't this confident to say that. I'm going to go for y'all. They're not fucking 15 games out of the eighth spot, and they basically just in the mix just to give us 22 even teams. And they're, I'm going to count them out. I'll talk about that. Come on, man. Let's see. Tia got his money on the Spurs. Just for that, it would be hilarious if they made it. I already said I got my money on. Man, if they make it, I'm not watching that first series, bro. (laughs) Lakers in four, bro. (laughs) I am rooting for them to knock off the Lakers. Mm. Oh. Mm. That would be like the biggest upset in NBA history, probably. No, because then I'd be like, oh, it was quarantine. It's quarantine. Lakers fans put that asterisk on it. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We're down to our last two teams. We have the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards. We could talk about them together because I damn sure ain't got nothing to really say about them at all. I guess we just get a little sum of Bradley Beal and D-Book. Yeah, just we get some good basketball from those two players alone. Hopefully, Oubre... Is Uber not back? Yeah, right. He's still trying to recover from. Uh, I think he had towards meniscus towards or something. I think he's done. Yeah, meniscus. I think he was done. Uh, he's done. Yeah, he's done for the season. Yeah, but we do have DeAndre Aiden. You know, young guy getting some more. And he know, was definitely having experience. a good second half of the season. Yeah, that's so. all that they're for. Though. I don't look at these teams as to compete for the spot. I mean, obviously they can, but they're just gonna make it harder for all the other teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the Grizzlies ain't gonna be able to just sleep on the grid or the Wizards because Bradley Beal can give you forty. You know what I mean? Or fifty. So they're just making it to where other teams can't be relaxed or can't just walk around that bitch smooth. You know Don't what I mean? forget that the Suns beat the Bucks before quarantine ended. Yeah, Giannis didn't play, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big point. And the dude that slid into the lineup was Ersan Ilyasova, and that man put up zero points. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, though, man, give him something to finally play for. Um, it'll be cool, but yeah, I don't. I, they're just making it. They're just another team to get in the way for the other teams, man. Yeah. And the last bit of news is that like the teams that don't make the playoffs, they're trying to have this like summer league, uh, not a tournament, but it's like this camp. All the other teams that didn't make it said they wanted it except for one team, and that team was the Warriors. Because why the fuck do the Warriors need to grow? They got you know what I'm saying. The other teams got young pieces that they're trying to develop. The Warriors don't really have that, so they're like, we we'll, we'll sit this one out. We'll just let Steph and Clay. Uh, work by themselves. Yeah. Shout out to Trey Young, too. They told him the Hawks not making it. My my beard is coming in. And I got the same thing, and it go in your mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. Trey Young said, oh, should I? We ain't making it. I'm going to hoop in a pandemic. That boy was out there. I read the caption. It's like, Trey Young, last night. After, I'm like. Last night? That, that, hey, that it was, was full, night. too. It was full, too. They had people in the crowd. <laughs> He must see TV. That motherfucker was in that hooping like it was motherfucker 2018. He, he got some more extra time since he's not going to be playing. Not going to be playing in. 
If he catches shit, he got time to recover from it and come back. Now, what was Mike, upset that he didn't get invited? Mike, don't I don't think I ain't see that, bro. He started talking about his mustache. You did like this. You ain't got nothing up there, brother. <laughs> I do got a little mustache, man. That's what it's called, a little mustache. You remember when he said, I don't trust niggas with little ass mustaches? Facts. I do. That's what Justin that. told me. And Justin you agreed told me with that. him. Didn't you agree with him? You tweeted it. I remember when we did that video and I found that post. <laughs> That's okay. You, you could be stroking up here, KB. I, I'm going down here with it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you got me. You got me down. Yeah, <laughs> they say that, that come from a, that come from doing something. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, that, that can't be true, bro. Oh, uh, nah. That's TMI. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out of here, man. We appreciate y'all leaving likes, showing love on the episodes, uh, socials. Follow us there. Shout out, shout out to LeBron. LeBron always using his platform because uh, that was some bullshit that lady did talking about shut up and dribble. But then Drew Brees come out and now he can have an opinion. I wonder what she think about Drew Brees now. Facts. What's wrong with my shirt? Mm-hmm. Brees, hope your ass gets sacked. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Bro, he is talking about that. But you know what? He did another statement late last night where he talked to some people, and now he under he says he understands. Not bad at bullshit. And we'll people see. Nine and five minutes. That's some bullshit. Um, because you you was how old is Drew Brees? Probably like thirty eight. He up so there. Thirty eight years you've been brought up to be that way, and then in five uh, an hour you change your mind. It's a bullshit. Just stay on your side. Uh, shout out to Steven Jackson though. Steven Jackson's on the front line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always love Stack Jack because he's always been himself with no shame. But to be on the front line is different than mm-hmm. tweeting from your platform. So I all all most respect to him. Um, NFL, kiss my ass. Y'all had a dude who was doing it. Y'all didn't support him then, so that's bullshit. But shout out to the players that, that that's speaking up now because um, I'm not one of those people that be picking and choosing. When people give you support and it's like, oh, y'all should have nah. We're gonna take we're gonna take the, the, the NFL player support now, even though they should have spoke up when Colin was doing it. But the NFL in general, it's bullshit. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Um and everybody else out there, keep using y'all platform. We getting through it. I had a fan DM me like, man, I'm just sad, I've been depressed. I'm like, I was too, man. I'm 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 a black man in America. How you think I feel? But we gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. I made the analogy, the analogy to an NBA franchise. In order for the Warriors to become a dynasty, they had to go through the tough times. They had to. So we gotta start now. It's gonna get uncomfortable, but as long as people about that shit and they pick that side, you be good. I'm not for that racist shit. Don't give a fuck who it is. If it's your mother, if it's the president, it could be my mother. I'm not for it. Even when it ain't against black folk, black folk. Racist shit, I'm not with. Through the wire. We out, y'all.